Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers YouTube channel, and I'm back, you guys. Not my YouTube. Oh, shit, this is my podcast. What's up, you guys? Anyway, I'm back. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it's another solo episode. Um, this is because, actually, and it, the reason I'm going to record this episode actually has to do with why I don't have my friend Brendan Gay on here. Brendan Gay has his own podcast called Brendan Being Brendan. He uh, spent seven, like six nights with me in New York, um, and he's doing a a 52-week tour through America, and it was like week 45, and we had like planned to do this podcast literally. There, you can listen to the first podcast we did together. Um, um, it was like in January. I think the, the topic was commitment, and it was, it's probably one of the best podcasts, one of the most listened to. And so we were really excited about doing another podcast episode, and we just actually just missed out on the opportunity entirely. We completely missed out. <laughs> like we were like, yeah, bro. Like, like, okay. So my living situation in uh, New York is my room is I, I I don't have any living space. I don't have a couch for people to sleep on. So we were we were literally sleeping in the same bed, right? And <laughs> and that the, um and we were just like, yeah, dude, tomorrow, man. And we're spending like lots of time together having a bunch of podcast worthy conversation. I mean like some next level stuff. I'm like having all these levels of insight talking with him and just, um, just missed out on that opportunity. But before I knew it was Saturday morning, I had to go, um, James Altucher and I are working on, uh, a, a, like a pilot. And so I had to go work with him on that. And, you know, I, <laughs> so like I had to leave and then he had to leave to go to Philadelphia to go do shows. So what I wanted to make this episode about was moments. And really in life, this is the weird thing about life, is something feels like it's going to be forever until it's not. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, there were so many moments that we could have recorded a podcast. There were, there were literally tons of moments. Yeah, and, and at the beginning of the week, there was it, it felt like we had so many opportunities to make our time and to do something of substance with it. And then, and then we just let all that, all that go to the wayside. And before we knew it, he was gone. And like, you know, he's going to move back here soon. He's going to come out here and do shows and I'll definitely get him on. But it's just like, wow, I'm really sad. I didn't record that podcast, you know, and like moments have been something I've been really thinking about a lot lately, you know, um, in romance, like guys, you know, I, I date around a lot. I, I hook up a lot with a lot of different people and, it's like, you know, there's been so many moments I've had like a really powerful romantic experience with somebody, like somebody who's been like really special to me. And then, you know, you think that this intensity, this, this kind of like, oh yeah, I, I like, I really care about the, we're, we're sharing secrets to each other that we haven't told anybody. We're, we're having great sex. And, you know, she's like, you know, like you, you definitely feel as if these are indicators that something's going to materialize in the future or that the intensity of one romantic experience is going to beget another. And then they don't <laughs> like, um, I have a video on my YouTube, um, lazy philosopher channel on YouTube. Check it out. I'm posting a lot on there. So if you guys want to get more content of me, there is where you go. Um, but I have an old video where it's called, um, why your romantic uh, connection is just a fantasy. And I'm not going to get into the details though, because I think I've told this story in the podcast too many times and the OGs who are probably the only people left because I post so infrequently. But um, I I think about like that moment and I'm like, oh, wow, I thought there would be more or like 
you know, I used to like I was I was seeing this Romanian girl when I was in London, and you know, we after I left, we'd we'd write each other quite often, or not quite often, but like once every couple of months, she'd wish me a happy birthday, and then like you know, she just slowly, just like slowly, I guess life happens, and the messages got shorter, then they got more frank, and then they just weren't there, and all like now a lot of people have different responses to this um this is what i call the realization that romance is just a series of moments that will end like every relationship you have will end louis ck is a great bit like you're going to date somebody and then you screw over them or they screw over you you break up and that's shitty or you get married you have a couple kids and then you realize each other both each other suck and that's shitty or maybe you beat your soulmate and you live this deep and fulfilling life and then they die you know, and so no matter what, a relationship is going to end. Either you leave them, they leave you. But it, it, so all you really have is a series of moments with people. And if you continue, like a lot of people try to basically, um, a lot of people try to like basically like make moments. So like they, the one of the reasons why they don't, where they don't. So like, let me get my thoughts. Collected. I farted, and so like it, it smelled really bad, and so like life lost my train of thought. <laughs> Let me sniff it. <laughs> um, adjusted. But um, one of the things that I I have realized is that when you're with somebody, you can't be thinking about a future. Like you can and you can't, right? Like um, you know, it goes deep into my philosophy: a hundred percent of your intent, free from outcome. But like. Every every time I'm with somebody, I just whenever I say goodbye, I'm ready for that to be the last time I ever see them, and not because I want it, just because it kind of allows me to number one appreciate that time for what it is, right? No, no, you can't. This is the weird thing about human beings, and I'm I'm working on a joke about this: is that we can predict where Haley's comet is going to be in 900 million years. But I can't predict if um, this girl is going to text me back tomorrow <laughs> or this girl is going to show up for my date, you know. And that's because we can't predict human behavior because, I mean, we can and we can't, right? We can, we can predict human behavior on a macroscopic scale, right? Like we can, we can kind of predict trends and, and usage and all of that stuff. But when it comes down to the person-to-person -person kind of thing, you can't predict it. And it's scary for a lot of people. It's scary that you can have something so beautiful and it not be anything, right? It, it It's scary. And it's also one of the things is, and I talked about this in a, a video recently, is that you can, you can have a really beautiful experience with somebody and them have a good experience with you too, but it, it not mean as much to them. You know, like, you, like you can... I think something that's hard for a lot of people to grasp sometimes is that you can, like, love somebody a lot and them not care about you at all <laughs> and or prioritize you. But I'll talk about caring and how I try to drop this example to people is, like, you know, as a kid, I might have given up my life for Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, I really, I really loved Michael Jordan. I, I loved him. And he didn't even know I existed. And I bought his jersey. I watched tons of games. I, 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 um, I mean, modeled. I played basketball 
so much trying to emulate him. I mean, he, I mean, the amount of investment I had in my, 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 um, icon relationship with Michael Jordan is absolutely, it's, it's this hero worship, right? And he doesn't even know I exist. You know, <laughs> he, he didn't know I even anything. If Michael Jordan had died when I was a kid, I would I would have probably cried for like several days. You know, um, and if I had died as a kid, he wouldn't care. Now, does that does that make my relationship with Michael anything less beautiful? No, like <laughs> and 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 that's the thing is it's like now let's let, let's let's de de let's take it to a more realistic level, you know, there's tons of girls I've, I've dated or even have meant a lot for me to me. And I didn't ever end up dating and I, they meant so much to me. I ended up changing so much of who I was for them. And I became a better person and pursuing being somebody that they would want to date. And, um, I'm sure they will remember my name like vaguely, but, um, attribute not much meaning that I had to their life you know, and that's okay. And I think it's very painful for us. I think one of the things that I think Disney has wrongfully done is it's made us, it's kind of made us think that like love is supposed to be reciprocated. And I say Disney, I don't think Disney necessarily perpetuates this lie as much, but romantic comedies or, or just this narrative love in order for love to be real, it has to be reciprocated. And I honest, I do not think so at all um we frankly because of this is like um is uh you know i think let's take a mother's love for their child the child doesn't even conceive that the mother actually exists as an infant like they don't even every time they see a mom the mom they think it's a different person right they don't they don't understand that there there there's continuity that exists outside of them babies are massive narcissists they might even be solipsists they don't they don't understand that anything happens outside of them and that's why they're able to cry and scream and get angry so easily and so i i don't think a newborn experiences love for their mother for at least maybe like maybe like let's say a month okay or maybe a few weeks or whatever but there's a period where the newborn doesn't experience love but the mom's feelings of love for the child are huge. Now, are we going to invalidate that mom's love for um, the child just because the child is incapable of reciprocating or incapable? No. You know, so if you have, like, a huge crush on somebody or you, like, love somebody and they, they don't have any feelings for you, it's okay. that They don't need to have feelings for you for it to mean something. And this helps with the pain. Because somewhere along the lines, and I think th- I think this did happen in romantic comedies, it's like somebody there was a somebody who said something like um where i i, I can't feel in in order for me to feel this strongly for them they must feel for me back there there must be something there and um and then it ends up turning out to be all right but um really generally in my experience no and and especially as a guy i can't i i think in a guy loving like, you know, girls, there's so many girls. Um, I, I, I have a stand up joke. If you watch my clip on, um, on, on my YouTube, uh, my laugh factory clip, I, I talk about, I, I was, I was like, man, I loved this girl, Tiana. Like I loved, I, I, I did write her two screenplays. Um, just trying to impress her. I, um, I quit smoking cigarettes. I, um, 
I, 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 I started working out a lot. I quit, quit doing a lot of the, the, basically the bad stuff I was doing, a lot of the drugs I was doing. Um, I, 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 I started caring more about school. I changed the way I dressed. Um, I, I started getting into her type of music. I mean, I, if there, if there's ever been anybody who, who wanted something so badly, I, I don't, I don't think I've wanted to be a stand-up comedian as bad. I like, like a famous stand-up comedian as bad as I wanted her to love me. And I mean, she, you know, I think, I think at, like at first she thought I was a like, cute and then, you know, she did just eventually you know, eventually was just like, but no, like, we're just, we're just friends, and, um, and then, like, I sent her an email whenever I was about to graduate, I sent her an email saying, like, hey, you know, you meant a lot to me, and everything like this, this was way after I was, um, as, as, as I had feelings for or whatever, I'd gone on and started, started getting pro, I would say, okay proficient with girls, still having lots, lots of, um, tough spots, but, and, um, she, um, she didn't even write me back, and, um, like, I mean, like, honestly, from her perspective, I definitely would have written me back a dude who wrote you two screenplays. That's like, well, my joke about it is, 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 is like, ladies, if a guy writes you a poem, don't text him back. But if a guy writes you a movie, call the cops. <laughs> and, um, it's true because it's, 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 it's weird. Um, it, it will, so it feels so out of context for the relationship, right? So here, here's another thing. So, and then we're, I guess we're talking about racial relationship dynamics or stuff, but it has to do with the moments and stuff. It's like, a lot of times, you know, what ends up happening is I like, so I didn't, it wasn't just who she was that I felt a strong affection towards. And this is, this, I, this is a thing where I didn't live in the moment, right? Cause I was, I was concocting the, these intense, these intensely vivid fantasies of, of, of us ending up together. And then what ended up happening was I was like addicted to being in love. Because, like, after her, uh, there was a girl, Carol, and then Cambry. And so I was, like, addicted to having very intense feelings for girls that were unfounded in our relationship. I, I watched the trailer of who they were and then just, lap, like, try to put it on to my life and make them be who I my mind wanted them to be. And I would imagine these intense delusions. And I say delusions because they were really not based in reality much at all, where we get married and we have kids and blah, blah. I mean, and, like, I mean, like, at this point, the fantasy of us being together has, like, I mean, I, I sometimes, like, fantasize about until, like, until we die. So I mean, I mean, like I'm like I, I've lived I've lived years with this person who sees me. So this oh, I just thought about this. I, I I experience a lifetime with this person, and and it's only been a weekend, right? <laughs> like they, they, so they, even if they saw me as a cool person, the, the there was such an imbalance in how much I weighed everything I was doing because literally a lifetime of memories was counting on how. <laughs> how I, um, a lifetime of memories was counting on how I acted, right? Like, so, like, can you imagine if there was a, if you were sitting for a job interview and during the interview, it was like, yeah, man, um, we're going to need you to, um, you, you knew in your heart that this was everything you were supposed to do and everything you'd, you would, you would, you would, you would fold so quickly. You would make such 
horrible decisions because you would be counting on there being uh, so much time in the future for you to rectify and treat those decisions, like make them better. You'd be playing too passive and safe. And that's exactly what happened is I was so boring and I was, I, I was so restricted. Um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even feel like I could be who I am. And that's what ends up happening when you don't kind of really take advantage of the moment is like really when you, you keep thinking things are going to happen in the future in a certain way, you, you basically, you pigeonhole yourself into only carrying out a few actions. And I don't think this is exactly what Sartre meant with bad faith, but this is a form of bad faith, right? Because you feel trapped. You feel like, oh, I can't do this because what if they don't like this and this and this and this? And then there's this entire causal thing that doesn't line up. And then, so like now, and then also like change of thing back to the moment is like, you know, one of the one of the things I had to get out of my head, and I still have to do this. So, like my friend Brendan Lemon, he has a podcast called The Madness Continues, um, and also a YouTube channel. Definitely go check him out. He's uh, like a sensei to me, and he 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 told me when we were in Edinburgh that I need to come from integrity. That that even though I am I have integrity in all these other facets, and in romance I still don't, and it has to do with the fact that I have intimacy issues, and I come from a a game background and stuff like that, and so I have a hard time being authentically vulnerable and I, 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 I rely on tactics rather than just expression because like deep down inside, like, I, I guess I get, I used to get afraid. This is pretty much gone now. I used to get afraid of lack of reciprocation. Even if I was used to rejection, there was still part of me that, that feared a lack of reciprocation. Um, a lack of reciprocation due to the fact that like, man, like I, they're going to, what it, I, I would rather hide behind a tactic and say the tactic didn't work than be myself and and let that be rejected. And so, like, you know, and that, that's that been working out well for me. And, you know, like, it's gotten, like, and, like, even, even the, but, like, sometimes I still feel the impulse to be tactical because I feel like I know what's the best time to send something. Because, like, I, I, I think that I, I I know more than I do. Like, there's this girl I'm seeing here. And, uh, I really, I like, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a, seeing like a, I three girls regularly and like, you know, there's others I'm like going out on dates with and stuff like that. And so like, but I, I like this girl a, a lot and she's like really cool and everything like that. And I really enjoy the time we spend together. And I texted her on Sunday or I called her on Sunday. She didn't get back to me. And then I texted her on Monday and she didn't get back to me. And so I was like, well, you know, part part of me was just like, okay, well, if she doesn't want to hang out anymore, you know, I appreciate the fact that it happened, you know, and everything like that. There's no ill feelings right this. And, you know, like, I, I think I broke this down in one of my videos about priority. It, if, if, if she if she's placed a priority on, like, maybe seeing somebody else or whatever, that's okay with me. It doesn't have anything necessarily to do with who I am as a person. It has to do with, like, her situation, you know, as long as I'm living my truth. And um, she – so I, I – I was going to send a message to her on Instagram because I sent you a text message on and I was going to send a message on Instagram on Sunday. And I was like, why are you waiting for Sunday? Why are you planning so distantly in the future? Like, oh, you know, so I can do this or that. If you feel like sending this text message today because it popped into your head, go ahead and send it. So I sent it through her, I sent them this message. So I sent it through her Instagram saying like, hey, you, you know, um, hey, if, um, I, um, you know, oh, I, hey, uh, I tried to reach out to you. On earlier this week, if you don't want to hang out anymore, that's totally cool. I understand. Um, you know, I'm, I enjoy the time we spend together, and I wish you the best. You know, 
all this stuff. I said it in a cooler sounding way than that. Um, but, um, you know, she got back to me. She's like, yo, I didn't even get the text messages or anything like that. And so I think about like, look, like here, here it is. I'm dreaming up of knowing when's the perfect moment to do something when sometimes just do it whenever you think about it and then just let it release. And like now, you know, like, does that mean that there's no place for tactic? No. Like, I mean, like the general rule of thumb, you know, don't text a girl back like right, 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 right away. Like the, the second she texts you and she texts you back like three hours later, you text back like one second later, like, Hey, yeah, I'm out the door, <laughs> you know, but like there, there is this thing where we, we think that we know more about the future. We know when's the perfect time or we think about like keep pontificating on the perfect moment to bring something up. And like what you have to realize is, is you make the moment, right? Like fundamentally the moment isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you create. And I, I recently, and sorry, I keep tagging back to videos. It's just like, that's a big part of my life right now. So like, um, in a, one of the videos that came out recently, I, um, I talked about like basically in the sense of being alpha, it's like going for what you want. Um, and, and, and kind of like being able to stick with it and say like, this is what I want and developing that as a skill. And I think part of like development and being, taking advantage of moments is, is realizing like, look, I can go for what I want all the time. Yeah, I self-select myself out of going for a lot of those things because um, I'm scared, you know, or I I guess I'm like I'm scared or I, I don't know how people will receive it or I don't know what to do, you know, if they'll say yes. Like there's a, there's a myriad of reasons why we, we don't actually go for what we want. It's not just one thing, you know, but what we have to remember is, is like that moment might never come like that. Like, look, Brendan stayed with me for a week. We're sleeping in the same bed. All right. Like, you know, feet, feet to face or whatever. Um, but, um, and still there was no moment that felt right, right? We're planning for something in the future that ended up never happening, right? Looking for something in the future that just didn't end up happening. And what you got to do is you just got to like act on when you act on it. I would say this is like one of the, the, the principles of life that, um, I first kind of got, I realized was hyper effective and I kind of came up with this on my own, but you know, I'm sure like I came up with it individually, but I know that there's other people who've come up with this. That's what I'm trying to say. And it's that basically think, do like anything I think I should do, I do. And really you need to do that because you don't know when that moment expires. Um, RSD Mays, um, has a video about, um, he has a bit video about like there's infinite possibilities but there's only finite amount of time that we have to take advantage of them. So each, each, each moment, a time or where we cross paths with someone, there's a, there's an infinite amount of things that can happen, but there's only a finite amount of time for those things to happen. And like pockets in time. And I thought that was extremely profound. Um, and it kind of really pays into this thing. But one of the things that I think is really important is to really understand that like the more you're on your path, like in life, kind of, the less you're going to be able to predict with certainty how things are going to go. Um, I mean, you can have a general vibe and you can generally do things and you can work towards systems. But this is why I tend to not be too fond of like deep analytical plans. And it's because um, cause plans, you know, like, like, and I'm talking about like months long, it's because it's, it, 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 it's too fixed and life is there's too much variance and, 
And especially when you're at the beginning of your journey, it's hard to predict. Like, I mean, Bill Gates could probably predict what he's going to do months into the future, right? Because he's accrued a level of success and there's so many people who want opportunities from him that, that his schedule kind of lays itself out, you know, but for us, when we're, when we're on our grind or trying to make things happen, you don't know what's going to be the black swan event in your life. And Black Swan event is um, what Nassim Taleb, we, I talked about this in um, the podcast episode with Shafan, which it, I guess, like, not, you guys didn't love that episode. I thought that was a great episode, but, like, the like um, the likes on it was down. So, anyway, I thought it was a good episode, but basically Black Swan event is something we're talking about by Nassim Taleb, saying that, like, hey, you know, uh, here we have, um, here we have, like, in it's an event that can't that wasn't couldn't have been predicted because there's nothing like it that ever happened. Like all swans are white until you see a black swan. And um, I mean, we have those all the time in our lives, right? You're alone until you meet somebody. But here's the thing: when you meet somebody, it's really just you taking advantage of a moment, right, and pushing it forward, and exploring it and being vulnerable. And I think that. You you should, and this is part of where wisdom comes in, is to know when to leave a moment alone and when to keep pushing it. But um, I think in, I think when in doubt, come from a point of integrity, right? Just express yourself like, and this is out. Express how to come at a, something from a form of integrity is. So a lot of times when people feel like they're coming from integrity, they end up oversharing because it's it's number one either they've been holding in the truth for too long, or for, or they they want something in return. And what you have to kind of distance yourself from is the wanting something in return in the language or whatever. If you can just express yourself and be like, hey, you know, um, this is how I feel about this. I just want to let you know that, period. Then, then like, look, what, 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 uh, how are they going to get upset with you? How is that not going to go? And it may not go well, but how is it going to go super poorly? You know, you can just express the feeling there and why you feel it, but not want something in return. And that is really powerful in actually creating more moments, right? Because when you stay in integrity, like, number one, the hard part about being honest, this is really weird. The hard part about being honest um, is that you you don't know how people are going to take that shit. (laughs) You really don't. You don't. That's why people are scared to being honest with people. Actually, we, we know how people will respond better to a lie than us being honest with them. And that's because I, I really don't know. That's just kind of an insight that I, I just had on this podcast. And um, but like, I think that's it's our letting go of control, um, because I, I think whenever we feel like we can hide ourselves or something like that, it, we, we still retain a level of control over our life, you know, and what we're doing. You know, but sometimes actually what we're, we're, we'll, we all want control, but only enough control not to feel scared. We really want something that we can't con- control. That, I, I mean, love wouldn't mean anything. I mean, and I'm dead serious. And, I'm, and this is going to sound trite. Love wouldn't mean anything if you could control the other person. I joke about wanting to marry a robot, but like what makes kind of romance beautiful and relationships beautiful and kind of the human experience beautiful is even is out of is is that is our with our relationships with people they they in a sense largely chose to be with us with using whatever kind of metric or association thing that they could have and um i guess i'll leave off on this is that usually there's really not a time in the future where you're going to be ready more ready for something than you are now 
so I, I, you guys know, I just got back from Edinburgh. I didn't just get back, I guess it's been months now, but, um, when I was in, everybody told me it's too early for me to go to Edinburgh. Everyone except for Brendan Lemon. Um, and everyone was like, you don't have enough material. You're not seasoned enough as a comic, but like, look, I was just like, look, I'm, I'm going to go cause I'm not going to pass this moment up in time. And I'm so glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't listen to him. Was I ready? No, I wasn't ready. But did I become ready? Yes. And that's kind of at the end of it, what I think is the easiest way to take advantage of the moment. And this is something Brendan has written on his Quora a lot and something that I've heard before is um, nothing you do is for what it is. It's for something three months from now. You're always training yourself for something three months in the future. And so that's how you can kind of distance yourself from the outcome of what, I mean, it's kind of, kind of the outcome of the event, right? It's like, oh, you know, will I be able to fucking, will will I be able to, you know, do well? Well, you know what? Will I become better? Yes. Will I become a person that I love? Yes. And it's not about what, it's not about what you can get. It's about who you can become, right, on this process. And so when you're expressing things from a point of integrity or taking or telling somebody something, remember, it's not even for them or for kind of, furthering the relationship or furthering the the opportunity necessarily further it's basically an opportunity for you to practice expressing integrity expressing what you actually want want and in it um kind of giving some of your power up to life and even though you're giving up some of your control some of the best things happen i think i think like you know the most of the greatest things that happen to us are outside of our control and uh, I've been listening actually to a lot of Sam Harris recently about his um, work about free, the nature of free will and that we don't actually have free will because everything in our life, we didn't choose who our parents were. We didn't choose where we were born. We didn't choose our genetics. We didn't choose um, what ideas were around. We didn't choose what language we learned, we, blah, blah. So there's a, a hyper reductive on the ends of um, we didn't get to choose any of this. Um, but. I think that's why we strive to have people make us feel alive in the way that reminds us that we don't have control. So anyway, that's enough for today, guys. Um, I, I really have wanted actually to express a lot of these thoughts um, out and I, I want to get you guys some content um, because you guys are awesome. Um, and I fucking, I love you guys. As always, like, follow, share, subscribe, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Twitter, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good on Twitter for right now. Um, follow me on Instagram. Um, and then check out my TED Talk. We'll have the link. And, um, stay put. I, I, Brendan, the other Brendan, Brendan Lemon is coming in to town on, uh, tomorrow. And so I will have a podcast with him. I will take advantage of that moment and we will come from integrity. Anyway, guys, as always, like, follow, share, subscribe. Oh, yeah, I'm repeating the same thing. That's a habit loop. <laughs> anyway, guys, I love you guys. Godspeed and good night. Oh, yeah, and also check out the YouTube channel. Peace.